Coming up tonight, it's our annual year-end wrap-up episode. We cover the biggest stories of 2018, our top picks of the year, and what we see coming in 2019. Stick around, it's a New Year's episode, starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 227, recorded December 17th, 2018. Time and space. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, joined by, can you believe it, two hosts this time. It's been a while. Colby Rabideau, and he is back, Dan Miller. (laughs) Gentlemen, happy December. Thank you. Same to you. Oh, lovely, Happy wonderful time of year. Dan, thrilled to have you back. Thanks. It. I've missed you all. It's been far too long. Any, any, any fun things? <clears throat> Before we get into this evening's events, any fun things you'd like to share from your your wild trip trips? Your uh, wherever I you've saw been? the the new Amazon Go store from the outside as I drove past. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did it like accidentally charge you for something as you drove by? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, that means it's working. That means, yep, that means it's working. Um, I was at a 8,000 person convention all about one piece of software that specifically helps you run software on other computers. Microsoft Excel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Imagine Microsoft Excel, but each cell is a computer and you're starting to get the idea. That's not how Excel works. It could work for all you know, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's running uh, Kubernetes under the hood. That maybe. is very exciting. Uh, well, I mean, that's a, it, it's a good it, size it conference. It was certainly good size. It's the biggest conference I've been to, but there, uh, there are bigger. Was it um, bigger than the Web 2.0 conference? I remember that being pretty big. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, also, follow-up question. Uh-oh. Does it happen anymore? Do they upgrade it? Is it the Web 3.0 conference? No, it's not happening anymore. We looked this up. It is dead. Ugh. That We may have even gone to the last one. You wow. sent it out in style. Yeah. And I was like, well, they showed up, so... Nothing left to see here. <laughs> Well, these tools are here. It must be over. <laughs> Wrong kind of tools. Uh, no, Dan, glad to have you back. Um, we uh, So people are aware, this is our last episode of 2018. Another year, guys, have have, have come and gone. Oof. Can you believe, Boy, did you did think we were, we'd survive it? <clears throat> it was looking iffy at parts of the year, but here we are. Yeah, we made it through. I was looking through the old spreadsheets for the stuff we're going to talk about tonight, and I was like, wait, that happened this year? Like, all this stuff from back in... Remember, remember when uh, Hawaii accidentally put out an alert that they were being I nuclear bombed? I was just bombed? talking about this with someone, yeah. That seems so long ago. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wait, I started listening to Roderick on the line in 2017? That's pretty crazy. I guess I must have, too. It feels like it's been so long. An eternity, really. This this year has definitely been that. No doubt about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant listening to Roderick on the line. That, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, we're going to cover our favorite stories and stuff. 
Yeah, so it's our sort of semi, well, not, it's our annual tradition where uh, for the last episode of the year, we do kind of a recap. Usually this time of year is slow with tech news. So rather than talk about that, we do a sort of recap slash predictions episode where we talk about what we think was the biggest story of 2018. We do our pick of the year, and then we do a prediction for 2019 uh, and what we think we're going to see next year, uh, which is always fun. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe people don't like it. I will say, uh, if you're watching us live right now at twitch.tv slash don't panic show or on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show, thank you. We do the show Monday nights live about 10, 15 Eastern uh, on those sites. Please post or comment if you're watching live. If you have thoughts on our picks or our top stories or you have a pick or a top story uh, of the year you want to share, let me know and we'll uh, we'll get the word out um, about those. But guys, why don't we go ahead and jump in to uh, a spreadsheet that is slowly being filled in um, <laughs> you know what? This is quick aside. I yeah. need someone needs to make this. I need some sort of device or mm. or little software gadget. Say more. That, a gadget. That, yes, a gadget. That is that, that like a small gadget. Yes, okay. it's very small. It doesn't need to be big. But what it does is it mutes Skype as soon as I start typing because mm. I keep forgetting. And it, it unmutes it it's after some interval after I stop. Maybe I should make this. That's Never a mind. good idea. I take, I take it back. It's my idea. <laughs> well, it should just mute you. You should just make it so it mutes when you – well, yeah. No, that's a good idea. I'm going to look yeah. up software mute button on Google very loudly. Oh, I was about to say you're typing so loud. <laughs> oh, no. We need it more than ever. You know, they have the famous sneeze button. We need a uh, we need the keyboard to be a type button. Now, is there a difference between a sneeze button and a cough button? I think not, we're asking a lot of getting the, the, the details this is here. Very in this tech. Well, you know, we're we're professional well, audio engineers. We're professional podcasters, you know. If you had two separate buttons, you could like log that data in your uh, personal health tracking app. Um, uh-huh. track how many times you were coughing versus sneezing over the over the course Ooh. of the year i'd love a big console of buttons each one for a different reason you might <laughs> like like car drives by dog barks <laughs> police siren. yeah yeah that would be some good data data Amazing. data did we ever get to the letter of that data i mean uh, i don't know uh I feel like if I if we had to pick this episode, that would be my pick of the year. Data or data? No, no, no. I'm I'm changing subject. Okay, moving on. Yes, I'm sorry, you <laughs> lost me. <laughs> if I could pick a pick this episode, that would probably be my pick of the year. But it feels unfair. Okay. So I won't do that. Okay. Plus, it means I have a pick for uh, for 2019. Yeah, already your first pick for 2019. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, top stories of the year. We've got some here in the rundown. <laughs> we have we have some here. They're coming. They're on their way out for delivery. Um, I'll jump in and go first, I guess, because uh, I can. Uh, I think I, when I was thinking about what the year, what 2018 was like, I kind of struggled to think of like one big thing. I feel like it was a lot of the same things as last year. Um. But one thing that did stand out to me was I uh, me dubbing 2018 the year of the subscription. Mm. Uh, I think this was the year where we finally, in tech as a whole, started to move away from one-time purchases and towards subscriptions, which I think has been a long time in the making. But this was, we covered a story on the show earlier in the year about 
uh, Apple pushing developers, encouraging them to get in-app subscriptions instead of in-app purchases. We've obviously talked about all of the various streaming services, uh, not just the ones this year, but the ones to come next year, like Disney's and uh, Warner Media's with with AT&T and HBO and all that um, coming next year. Obviously, all the ones we already have. I feel like I pay more in subscription. I just got a renewal notice for my Adobe Creative Cloud subscription. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I subscribe to so much stuff. It's I put two different smart cameras on my home, both of which require separate subscriptions. It's everything in my life requires some sort of monthly or annual subscription. I don't know if that's a good thing. Mm. I suppose it depends if you uh, continue to acquire new subscriptions. I suppose that's you need, true. You need a graph of this too, Sean. You need to like, <laughs> <laughs> like how many subscriptions do I have? How many subscriptions am I gaining? At what rate am I gaining subscriptions? There was a point, you know, I call 2018 the year of the subscription, but I think a, like maybe two years ago, I did have to do an inventory of things I had subscribed to and, you know, like free trials that automatically bill type stuff. And it was I, I like I'm embarrassed to admit how many of those had gone like four months of auto billing my account before I noticed that that, uh, you know, a little five dollar, three dollar, two dollar charge. It's like, oh, I'm not really paying too much attention. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I've been paying for this for six months. What? Yeah. Very sneaky. I I uh, I don't judge people for that because I was subscribed to the New York Times for like a full year <laughs> because the only way I could cancel was calling them on the phone. <laughs> Like, I didn't want it, but I sort of used it begrudgingly just because I could. So, how many subscriptions can you name that you have, Colby? Uh, I got HBO Go. I got Digital Ocean. I got all my domains. Uh, oh, I technically have Spotify, but not really because I, I don't, I don't pay for it. But I suppose I work for it. Uh, what else? There's got to be more. I mean, I have electricity. Oh, no, no, no! I'm talking <laughs> that's not a subscription, though. I guess that's true. Um, what ab- what about you, Sean? Since it's seems- due by Friday, due by oh. Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm a ten dollar boy. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, you really did give them your fucking money. Uh, I, I did. I got those fucking uh, holiday gifts too. So damn, I'm fine. Worth it. Uh, I all of that. I think uh, Hulu, Netflix, Dropbox. Like I said, I think I've got a couple, like two. Uh, I got this. I've got a Nest subscription and a Ring subscription. Adobe Creative Cloud, uh, you guys generously cover the fees to host this show, but I cover the fees for the other show. So two websites, two hostings, Creative Cloud, all the domains, New York Times, Washington Post. My Patreon is is bigger than $10 a month because I got a couple people on there I subscribe to. Um, that's just off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think I have mine. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, Spotify, Netflix, Domains, Due by Friday, 
Uh, and then another Patreon, The Reads. Uh, two Twitch uh, subscriptions. Nest, New York Times, Overcast, Robo Killer, Bear. Oh, yeah, Bear. Yeah. And I think that's it. Oh, wait. Nope. Nintendo Online. Oh, uh, PlayStation Plus, probably. Mm-hmm. I forget you don't about even that realize one. It. Annually, yeah. It's so bad. Uh, oh, I. VPN. That's an annual bill. What VPN do you use? I use oh, um, Private Internet Access, PIA. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I've been uh, thinking about that because I used to get you know sort of free VPNs through my work for mm-hmm. when I actually cared about my privacy and wasn't trying to do things illicit. Uh, <laughs> I pretty much now only, I don't have that. It's not an outrageous yearly subscription, but I pretty much just use it for when I uh, let's just say uh, borrow files that I don't own <laughs> from places that don't have them legally. Amazon Prime, that's another one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. This sucks. God damn. I feel they got us. They got us all so good. Well, this was my my it's not going to be my 2019 prediction, but my backup prediction for 2019 is <laughs> that 2019 is the year uh, it officially becomes more expensive to cut the cord than it does to just keep your cable. Because I do think these subscriptions are only going to get worse because they're going to nickel and dot. Everybody's going to ask for five bucks a month. And pretty soon it only takes, you know, doesn't take many of those to add up. Nope. Maybe I'll just have less stuff. I mean, yeah, that would be good. Although we talked on the show too this year um, that tech companies are starting to bundle where you can get, you know, Hulu and Spotify for a bundle price. I think that might become might become more common. Oh, totally. And try and lower those costs. I mean, that's kind of what Amazon Prime does, right? Right. Um, Alrighty. Well, that's my big story of of the year. Uh, Colby, what was uh, was your big story of the year, you think? What what had a big Uh, impact in tech in 2018? I think the GDPR stuff, I guess that was a story before 2018, but like, happening now. Big impact. Um, and I, I imagine uh, certain companies are, are <laughs> I don't know, continue continue to be are racking racking up the bills. Um, yeah, I just think I don't have that much to say about it. Honestly, I just think it was a, uh, I don't know, like we don't even know yet what the real consequence of that will be. Um. You know, and like like we're seeing with the Facebook data leaks and stuff, like I think we're just starting to see, you know, what'll happen when when companies actually violate this uh, thing. I think like optimistically, maybe uh, maybe it'll just be a disincentive to for places to keep you know hold on to data that they don't absolutely need. I think like. If I were making those decisions, that would certainly be going through my head, right? Like, uh, you know, do we need these emails or do we need your address? Probably not. So uh, let's uh, let's not do it. It's a sort of a liability. So. Yeah. Yeah. You you really hit the nail on the head. That's <laughs> something. I would say maybe GDPR didn't have a big 
impact in terms of penalties this year, but I certainly think it had a big impact in terms of the rollout and how that affected businesses, the sort of confusion of it, the sort of impact it had. You're exactly right. My, you know, my job partially is dealing with customer data and using it for marketing purposes, which is kind of part of the purpose of GDPR. And I had to change how, how we do the marketing at my company um, and, and who we reach out to and what data we collect and our privacy policy and all these sorts of things um, yep. because of a law you know, halfway around the world. It's pretty, uh, it definitely had a huge impact, I think, on, on, I mean, we remember that span of about a month where every company on the planet we've ever spoken to sent us an email, we're changing our privacy policy, and that we didn't read <laughs> any of them. Um, yeah. I saw a sign at this convention outside of the con- entrance to where all the sponsors were that was a GDPR notice. Really? Yes. I think because they, uh, so here, here's a funny thing. Uh, you go to these conferences, and this has been true for a while. Maybe even they did this at the Web 2.0 conference, if I remember correctly. They scan your badge to get your email. So, like, you go up to a, a vendor booth, and you're yeah. like, hey, I have a free T-shirt, but I got to scan your badge. Totally. Um, and then it turns out you, you install this app, and then you take, I don't know, you go to some other booth, it was hit in the back. It was called lead retrieval, mm-hmm. and you and you get your emails. Yeah, but my if company you scan does this. Your, if you if you scan your own badge, you just get a bunch of hex gobbledygook. Um, so you know, there's some proprietary information or whatever, but maybe that's why because they were technically collecting information, uh, so they had to they had a GDPR physical space. <laughs> I will say at Strange Loop, I scanned my badge and it was just my email and plain text. But it was just my email, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what was in this? I have my Strange Loop badge right here. I'll try that. I'll try that live on air. Yeah. No, it's uh, there are a bunch of different systems that do this and you just rent them from whoever is putting on the conference um, to do the lead retrieval. But that's a big question we had, right? When I people would come back from conferences. Here's my email, everyone. <laughs> Very nice. Look at a that. Little CSV. Yeah, it works. I wonder so. what the middle comma was that the middle field has no information. <laughs> Twitter, maybe. Oh, maybe. The man with no middle name. <laughs> um Yeah, so no, definitely definitely a big impact. Maybe I don't think I've gotten less marketing emails, so I don't know how effective that yeah. was, but that's true. But well certainly we talked about the Marriott leak. Um, a large yep. fine for them. Google and Facebook have already been sued under the laws. We'll see how that ends up next year. So I think we'll be seeing some... The EU is going to be getting a lot of money coming back their way, I think, in 2019. I suspect so. For sure. Um, Dan, what was uh, what was your big story of the year? So this is probably a little bit of recency bias, but when I think on 2018 and I think about technology, I think a lot about... Uh, the 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 arc in the industry starting with Facebook's um, miasma of problems uh, and their their inability to resolve anything to anyone's satisfaction it seems um, and then contrasted that with like Google making some pretty similar um, mistakes mm-hmm. but they're they have this sort of like internal activist employee body that. 
from the China stuff, which we just today, there's a story how Google stopped developing their secret censored search engine in China to uh, the sexual harassment policy to there's also big efforts now to improve the working conditions for like, temporary employees or part-time employees or, or both, I guess, um, contractors. So like, I think both of those threads of um, the corporations are not these monolithic things that are run by, you know, it can be, but corporations don't have to be monolithic uh, things run by the executives. And then contrast that with Facebook, where maybe there are a lot of people internally who are, you know, speaking out and trying to change things for the better, but uh, we don't hear about it. And it certainly hasn't seemed to be effective. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of things tied up in that Uh tied up in that thread. Mm. Yeah, I feel like particularly at Google, um, there were a bunch of things. It was pretty crazy. They had that like, huge walkout? Yep. Yeah, that was, that was really impressive, I thought. Uh, yeah, and, and like those, those companies are the big ones. They're huge. Like they have, you know, even, I mean, never mind Amazon. They, Mm-hmm. You know, not just uh, software business folks, but like, I mean, how many employees does Google have? Like tens of thousands, right? Tens of thousands. Facebook, I think, is what, 30,000 maybe? Oh, my God. That's crazy. I think I saw that number. Th- I think I think I, I saw a tweet today that was something like uh, uh, Facebook has 30,000 employees and worth, however, $40 billion and can't implement a delete history button. Um, but that's because they don't want to. All right, how yeah, many exactly? Uh, how many employees do you think Facebook has? I'll go with the thirty thousand. Colby. Oh, um, I'm gonna say it's twenty. According to this, in twenty as of December 2017, 25,105 people were employed by the social networking company. Now, how many for Google? I'll double oh, it. I'll go to 50. Colby? I'm going to say 60. 85,000. Prices, rules. How many for Apple? Mm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say less than Google. I'm going to go I'm going to go with like 60. 55, 60. I'm going to say more because they have the stores and stuff. I'm going to say 100,000. I think this counts the stores. 132,000. And then Amazon. Oh, they've got... Uh, we're, what, four? We've talked about this, like 300,000 or something. Sean? Uh, 112,068. 613,000. Wow. How many does Walmart have? A billion. Good question. Because they are the... I believe still the... Them are Two McDonald's. 2.1 million. All right, there you go. Worldwide, 1.4 million in the United States. That's crazy. I said a billion. I meant a million. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a billion. But divided. I was like, I said it, and I was like, that would be like like a seventh of the world. And but I was like, we said it six. Amazon. It's got to be more than Amazon, and I think an order of magnitude more than Amazon. And then I just couldn't figure out what what was what was what was more than a hundred thousand, but less than a billion. 
Think about it this way, Colby. Walmart employs two Rhode Islands. Hmm. Every man, woman, and child in Rhode Island. Fair enough. It's a lot of people. Uh, John, did this did these thanks for put- into your like sphere at all, given that you're not employed directly by the, the tech industry? Um, no, I don't think so. Interesting. I think I steered clear. You didn't, so you just learned about it now from me. No, I mean, I've obviously seen the stories go by, but, um, but there hasn't really, it hasn't really been a big, I try, you know me, I'm not Mr. Controversial, you know, <laughs> I stay away from the, I'm more of the, oh, phones and new colors, gee whiz, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's more my speed. I'll, I let you guys tackle the difficult stuff. Got it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, I think uh, 2018, a year that treated us somewhat well. We all did it. What was? What did we do in 20? Colby, you and I both moved. Boy, yeah, that's true. Um, I, let's see. You got Colby. Did you get a new job this year? Was that this year? I started a new job this year. Well, I guess I got it this year too. Um. Dan, did you switch this year as well? No, no that last was, year. That was the previous year. I've been to uh, New York so many times. <laughs> definitely a New York record for you, 2018. Definitely. Is there like a I'm, train frequent points program? Yes, oh, Amtrak Sean. Select. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything away. about trains, so... Colby knows a lot. What kind I'm of perks so close, do you get? But I kept the last the last trip. I kept for a variety of reasons. Kept having to switch off of the Acela and onto the regional trains, and I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna make it. You, I don't know you what know, to you do. You know, you could you could make a surprise last minute visit, Colby. Well, that's <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the train to Rhode Island, so I'm thinking I might just go first class on the Acela between between Providence and Boston. This is how they get you. This, this is how they. Uh, what, you don't what's even that, get uh, Just send you a stupid card. That card is great, though. <laughs> I don't even know what the card looks like, but I do want it. It's just very Amtrak-y. It's like the Amtrak colors. Allegedly, there's a lounge you can go to. I don't know. Ooh. Mm, where? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen an Amtrak lounge. Maybe Penn Station? Um, yeah, I went to the Pacific Northwest twice. Uh, actually, three times. Three times. I fully, I have, I have uh, explored that area pretty well. From, from never going to explored pretty well, I'll say. Um, yeah, that was pretty much what I did this year, except for work. But that's my 2018. Oh, so we all did exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you bought a house. That's crazy. I bought a house. That's right. That was... Very Do your expensive. Your still turn on at midnight or whatever. Oh, it actually was really funny because uh, when Matt and I were doing up for debate on the XFL, th- there's a famous thing about the XFL that that the broadcast went out because they forgot to put gas right. in a generator, and literally as we were talking about it, all the lights in my house went off, <laughs> and it was very, it was very, I was just in darkness. It was awesome. Could not have done it better if I had tried. Um, that's that's pretty impressive. It, it was very impressive. 
Um, was it just the lights or like the power? No, it was just the lights. So everything else, I I was just in like the glow of my monitor with all black behind me. It was uh, that's awesome. It was not good. It was not good, but it was it was funny to look at. I mean, what's amazing is we did forty episodes of this show. That's true. That's impressive. Is that more? What? Wh- which year did we do the most episodes? That's a good question. I've never, I've never charted can we, that. Uh, can we do a, a database query of some kind? Do we do we have the the data? Well, that would have to be probably you or me that would do that. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, we definitely did um, more last year. We did what forty five last year, give or take. If I'm doing my math right. Yeah, something like that. We definitely did more last year. But are we going to review our predictions from last year? Oh, we definitely will, Dan. Let's keep let's keep chugging along here. We're 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 sucking up time here. Uh, before we get to predictions, let's go through the uh, the picks of the year. Let's wrap up 2018 before we talk about 2019. We've got a few picks here. Some of our favorites. I will say before we get to our picks, I want to shout out to I think one of our top fans of 2018, Zach in the Twitch chat. He says his pick of the year was Colby's pick of the mobile passport that worked so well for him this year. Good call. That was uh, that was in the running for mine, too. Good call, Zach. Yeah. Um, so we've got some stuff in here. I went first on the last round. Uh, Dan, what are you, what's your uh, pick of the year here? Oh, yeah. So my pick of the year, <clears throat> it was close between two TV shows. Um the runner-up was Killing Eve. I think I think about Killing Eve all the time. It's just a beautifully done show. Um, and they're like certain scenes. And I'm not thinking about the dialogue. I'm thinking about like just in silence what the scene looks like. Um, so that was a runner-up. But the, the by far the thing I've talked about the most. This year, oh, Divinity: Original Sin Two is definitely up there too. I played, oh god, <laughs> I played that game so much. Um, but the thing I definitely talked about the most and probably got the most mileage out of was the Netflix documentary "Wild Wild Country" about the cult that lives in uh, Oregon, which is fitting in with my Pacific Northwest theme of the year, um, and all the crazy, crazy, you know. You couldn't make this stuff up if you tried stuff that that went on. Have you both watched this at this point? No. What the cult thing? Wild Wild Country? No. Oh my goodness gracious! I didn't sell you hard enough on it. Well, now that it's I pick don't even of the year, I remember talking about this. <laughs> oh, was this an episode when you weren't on Colby? I don't know. Maybe I like. I remember we talked about like. Scientology once I remember that but I don't re- I don't remember talk because I've seen this on Netflix before like it it was no, no, you were definitely on that episode we, we talked about it on April 9th show 198 oh so must have been wasted yeah this sh- <laughs> well you you had that week Colby you had picked Far Cry 5 so you were probably occupied <laughs> I was just like chomping at the bit to get off the call and on to the playstation there i didn't so since you probably will have forgotten any spoilers that i said i won't say anything but uh it it is dramatic it is um 
uh, like just out of this world insane the stuff that happened in this uh, town of like 300 people in middle of nowhere Oregon but the most compelling part is that it is told from the perspective of who one might consider the villain she is the primary driver of like being interviewed the most and and sort of presenting the story um and you, you contrast the way that she's presenting herself in the interview and the recorded footage of her on, uh, you know, the local news saying that, uh, you know, she'll gun down everyone if she has to. And it's, it's uh, insane things for, a, like, a 28-year-old to be saying. Wow. At the time. Yeah. All right. Um, really good. All right. Well, it sounds... Uh like an experience and it's, it's one it. of those things where it comes in like the hour chunk so you don't have to sit down for three hours to watch it you can you can knock it out piecemeal cool all right available on netflix right now wild wild country cool uh colby what's uh, your pick of the year my shoes this is really my pick of the last three years but my you're my, welcome my beer yeah my barefoot shoes that dan introduced me to uh vivo barefoot they it's a dumb name i hate it i wish it was called anything else but (laughs) i've been wearing these shoes almost exclusively or this like brand of shoes almost exclusively for i don't know since college probably like since senior year what was that 2013 it's been five years wow (laughs) Uh, they're just great for me i have flat feet so flat shoes are comfortable and i didn't know like i just didn't know my feet could be more comfortable uh and they make like a wide variety of shoes they have like sneakers they have they do like boots now that are i think they have full winter boots like i've gotten their like sort of fall boots i go like for regular like standard winter boots i can deal with the not flat-footed for being warm as fuck um but yeah, I don't know. It's great. I think it's great. They're a little expensive. You get what you pay Not for. In These the cool. grand scheme of of shoes, this is true. They're not. They're not payless, but uh, they're not. You know, designer. Well, that, I feel like designer is one thing. Mm. Even just, and I, I hesitate to use the word luxury, but I feel like there's some there's some step up from Adidas. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and I yeah. don't know what to call it. Yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah, that's that's the one. All right. Sean, do you have three picks? I have five Four picks, Colby. Oh, oh, I just am couldn't. I not scrolled? There was so much good stuff this year. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I will go through it quickly. I'm cheating. But there really was so much new stuff this year I really enjoyed. And I also felt like... So I really should have taken your tact because I went with the approach of I think I really have to have some sort of tech thing, mm. uh, and so my my tech hardware pick is the uh, the Wise Cam, and I don't remember if you guys uh, remember when I brought this up on the show the first time. These little twenty dollars security cameras uh, that you can buy W Y Z E uh, Wise Cam. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I bought a lot of tech shit this year both cheap and expensive and for the amount of money paid to the value earned ratio nothing has beaten this it's not as good as a 200 nest camera i wouldn't compare them 
For a $20 camera, this thing is excellent. The picture is really good. It works really well. I ended up getting a second one for my house. They're just phenomenal. They now have a $30 one that can pan, and it's got a little motor in it, so it can kind of pan around. These things are so cool, and for 20 bucks, it's an absolute no-brainer. They could charge 80 bucks for this thing, and I would still consider it a good value. Um, if if you don't want to spend a boatload on a Nest or some other expensive security camera, try the Wise Cam. Seriously, I think for 20 bucks, you genuinely cannot go wrong. So what's the what's the difference in the functionality between this and a Nest Cam? Because have you had a Nest Cam? I do. I have one. I have one out back. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious what the, what the difference. The is. picture isn't as good. So they call them both HD. The Nest clearly has better optics in it. Um, mm-hmm. You don't get as much. You get more. It's more limited cloud storage. Um, but there's also no subscription fee. The, um, the night vision is, it's just, it's just not as great. The, the notifications aren't cause Nest kind of has that smart notification stuff or if it knows it's a person and this is just if there's any movement. So it's not mm. as precise, but you know, the picture quality is definitely good enough for what you're, for what you're getting. You know, I, I think it, also the, they're not outdoor. That's the other thing, too, is they're uh, not outdoor. Um, well, the default Nest isn't either. Or are the new Nests all outdoor? Uh, no, no, but they have an indoor one and an outdoor one. But, like, see, there's the there's the live... No, no I don't want to upgrade my firmware, but there's, like, the live view of my garage. <laughs> That's my car in my garage. Oh! And it looks it looks fine. That cave. <laughs> you know, it gets, it gets the job done. So, I think... Um, you know, it's it just not the. It just not. It just doesn't have a lot of fancy features. That's all. So, have you uh, captured any interesting moments on your your Ooh, camera? That's a good question. I will say that there's my uh, there's my there's my deck. That's the Nest Cam. So you can see the quality is definitely better. Um, mm. But I did. There's a stray cat that hangs out in my backyard that I catch on my camera all the time. Oh, weird! A, a black cat that hangs out under my deck and on my deck and. Comes and goes as a plea. I caught a rabbit out there today. So all the local wildlife comes nice. by my house. Um, just nice. very quickly, uh, because I couldn't be good enough with the pick I had, um, I had to add some more. So just very quickly, uh, my things to watch picks. Um, absolutely check out uh, Forever on Amazon Prime. I feel like this one was super, super under the radar this year with all the stuff that got released. Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen. Dan, like you still think about Killing Eve, I still think about Forever. Don't read <laughs> anything about it. Go in blind. Emily and I just finished Forever last night. What'd you think? It's crazy. That, I liked it a lot. It was really something. It's really something to watch. And if you've yeah. got a 4K TV, it's gorgeous. Ooh. Give me the give me the tweet pitch, the tweet level pitch. But that's the thing. I literally after episode one, I can't tell you anything about it. Literally, it was very funny watching them go on the press tour for the show because they literally cannot say anything about it. Because if you know right. what happens going in, it's much more fun to to just go in blind. Believe All me. All right, it's on my watch And Colby, list. you'd back me up on that. Yeah, yeah. There were like a, a succession of things that I was not expecting. Yeah, just know it's Fred Armisen, it's Maya Rudolph. They're both very good in it. Maya Rudolph is insane in it, I would argue. She's excellent. 
Fred's very good too. Um, I also, yeah. th- if you have an HBO subscription and haven't watched Barry yet, you're also doing yourself a disservice. That is a great show with a lot of twists and jaw dropping moments, but also some funny moments. And uh, Bill Hader's excellent in that as well. So check that out very quickly. Podcasts, Doughboys, Podcast the Ride, my two favorite podcasts of this year. Check those out as well. There you go. It was five picks, but it really only felt like four. Um, Wait, what, what, do you, what is Doughboys? What do you mean by audio? Like a band? Podcasts. They're both podcasts. Uh, oh, okay. Doughboys okay, is okay, the podcast it. about chain restaurants. Very funny. Uh, and Podcast the Ride is the podcast about uh, theme parks which is also very funny. Got it. So check those out. Um, okay. Let's, let's move on to predictions. Last, last feature for this evening. Um, let's quickly recap what we predicted last year and how wrong we yes. were. Um, Dan, you just opted not to do one last year, <laughs> which is very Dan. And I love it. That was, I, cause I re-listened. I, I'm so sad. It was blank in the spreadsheet. So I'm like, oh shit, we didn't write it down. So I went back and listened to the episode and you're literally like, you know, I'm not doing one this year. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> well, I clearly haven't learned that lesson for sure. Well, hopefully we'll get one this year. Uh, my prediction was that uh, it was all about mobile payments. I think tw- I thought 2018 was going to be the big year of mobile payments, mobile payments. And I even put a number on it. I said would hit 50% of people with you know, compatible mobile phones would be using mobile payments. Um, would you guys like to know the actual number? I looked it up. You want to take a guess? 20%. Okay. The actual number is about 25%. So, you know, halfway there. I never, I literally, since I got my uh, 10 R, maybe two months ago, and I never even set up Apple Pay on it. Whoa. That's how little That's how little I used it. It's I didn't even so note it. I didn't even, but I didn't even realize it. I realized it the other day, but I haven't missed it. John, mm. I have a question for you. Okay, Dan. How often do you do go to an establishment that uses the square uh, point of sale as their way of like transacting credit cards? You know what I'm talking about when I say square point I, of sale? I know sale? exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I would say... 0.5 times a month. Yeah, okay. For me, it, it can be sometimes two times a day. And all those places I can use Apple Pay at. The cab, I can use Apple Pay at. Increasingly, like, vending machines, I've been noticing. Mm. I can use Apple Pay at. But I will say, when, when I do go to non-large retail establishments, so smaller businesses or local shops, type places, which I'm sure is where you mostly use Square, I pay in cash. Because I'm I'm a Mennonite. Because oh, I'm an Amish man. Um, and I, I do, and I pay in, and I like cash. Mm. So Well, I'm sure those businesses appreciate that extra 2% or whatever. Yep. So that's, but I know, I, I hear you, Dan. I, oh. I don't disagree that's not the future, but, you know, where you live, maybe, you know, Brooklyn, hey, I'm just saying... A little more uh, here, out here in, in hey, the middle of nowhere. Here. I'm walking, you know, real New Yorker, <laughs> Dan Miller. Um, but out here in the middle of nowhere, we don't quite have it yet. Uh, I think it's great for just because, like, often you can get away with having forgotten your wallet or your wallet being in an inconvenient pocket of your sure. bag or something. Do you know something. about this, Colby? <laughs> what? Forgetting your wallet? 
Yeah, I've done it once or twice. Usually it's more like my wallet's in the bottom of my bag and I don't want to dig it out. Sure. Uh, doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes. I do. I just got one of the credit cards that has the NFC in it, what? and that's very nice. You can get those here? Oh, I, yeah. I got one. Um, it's awesome. It's like Apple Pay, but it's even faster. Yeah, because you don't have to verify your identity. <laughs> right. There's no security. Yep. I've only uh, ever used my Apple Watch once to pay for something in the entire time I've owned it. I think I've only used mine once, too, and it was with Dan, and he made me do it. <laughs> he made <laughs> me do it. Where, where was that? I'm pretty sure it was in a cab. Mm. Makes sense. That uh, was also Apple Pay itself, but now, uh, Colby, you predicted that 2018 would be the year of big tech wars, as you wrote in the spreadsheet. That uh, these large tech conglomerates would, because I think at the end of last year was when Amazon was really fighting um against google right they they pulled youtube off of the amazon echo devices and they were they weren't selling google's products on amazon and they were having a big fight back and forth and you said 2018 was was when the tech battles really get rolling how did how do you feel about that prediction a year later i don't it kind of did it kind of didn't mostly not though i can't think of anything else besides like after the beginning of the year where there any anyone did like it was almost like the opposite like yeah amazon prime is on the apple tv now and like well, well that, amazon music's coming to the echo we talked about that last week apple music yeah yeah um that's been there for a while though that's true that's true so but i there was a story yesterday i think you might be more right than you think perhaps um, at least in New York, with Amazon's uh, controversial new headquarters mm. in Queens, Google, you know, it, uh, once someone pointed this out to me, they were like, you know, you can tell, not that a company can pay for a story in the New York Times, but they can trade in some cachet. They can call in favors and get a story in the New York Times. There was such a story in the New York Times today for Google about, like, hey, Google, they just, they're quietly opening up uh, two more buildings and like a billion dollar investment here in New York, but they didn't ask for any tax breaks. They're getting some, but they didn't ask for any. And look, they're not talking about it. It's like, listen, there's no way that Google PR was not involved in this story, but sure. it's clearly a shot at Amazon. Uh, and I guarantee you that Google PR was like, hey, look, check out this. Here's a tip. Look what we just, here's some... Uh, Real estate uh, records we just filed the city. What do you think about them apples? Um, the, the really funny thing is, I am 99% sure I read a story like four or five months ago about that building project. Like, it, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't really announced now. Like, they definitely talked about this project many, many months ago. And are conveniently okay. <laughs> resurfacing it now as Amazon's getting, getting some flack. So, well done on their PR group. I'm sure they're very well paid. And and I think that you know, I, Amazon versus Google maybe in New York maybe not in the large. I think Apple and Facebook are are kind of natural enemies now. Uh, and you've seen you've seen Tim Cook take some pot shots on his uh, congressional hearings. Mm -hmm. 
I definitely think Netflix is just about everybody's enemy at this point as everyone tries to get into the streaming game. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, let's look at our predictions for this coming year, 2019. A lot of future ahead of us, some good, some bad. We've got some predictions here. Dan, let's have you go yeah. first. What do you, you think is going to be the prediction for 2019? Okay, so mine's a gaming tech prediction. I think with the... Uh, the Switch has been, like, we've seen pretty successful, uh, generally. Certainly more successful than the last Nintendo console, the Wii U. But given, like, the sales numbers that we've seen for the new Smash game, and even just this year, the the, the um, quality of stuff that's being ported over, uh, I think that this... This Christmas season, there are going to be even more Switches sold than there were last year. Mm -hmm. And then that'll be the tipping point going into next year and the year after for developers to be like, you know what, the next Red Dead Redemption, it does come out on the Switch because all these all these kids who uh, want to get a Switch for Pokemon and for Minecraft and for Fortnite, like you can play you can play Minecraft and Fortnite on a handheld and you can play Breath of the Wild, and you can play Smash, and you can play Pokemon. There's a new Pokemon game coming out in this next year. It's going to be nuts. Uh, and I think that all, all the kids who are like really into Fortnite, and it, that that audience is only growing. If you're a parent, what are you going to get on a PS4? A gaming computer? Well, like give him a Switch. The thing is, I think most of the thing is most of those kids probably already own an Xbox or a PlayStation. Now is the right time for Switch to take off because we're in the middle of a console cycle. So everyone who already wanted a console already has it. You know, you guys already own consoles, so you're not going to go buy another PlayStation. Right, but every year, every day, there's a kid who has never owned Fortnite and really wants it and is going to get it. Right. Uh, they weren't, you know, their parents maybe didn't think they were ready a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be true next year and the or year Or they'll after. want whatever the next Fortnite is. Right. And, but now I think the Switch has, like, officially... If you just have one really popular title, then that's, you know, that's kind of breaking even, maybe. Uh, but once you start to get a couple uh, big first-party ones, I think that's when you start to cash in all the other stuff. So that's my prediction, is that... Um, Get, here, here's my prediction. Games that are announced in 2018 will be released on PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Unless wow. they are a console exclusive. That's a big... That's I would say that's a big prediction. I don't think it's a bad one, but I think it's a big one. Because games coming out now were you know announced two or three years ago, probably. Right. But I think games announced this year will... Yeah. Huh. You'd I was, be leaving money on the table. I was actually kind of surprised, Dan, you didn't name 2018 as the year of the Switch. I don't think it's there yet, but I think in the past couple weeks, like since Smash came out, and and I this is not just my bubble. Like even the non Smash people I follow on Twitter, whether they're uh, tech related or music related, have all been talking about this game. I'm I'm sure it's sold. It's driven a lot of console sales. I I've seen people playing it. I saw multiple people from my seat on both the plane to Seattle and back playing it. I've seen people playing on the subway. Um. And that'll die down a little bit, but the cool, the the brilliant thing is, it's it's not a game where you're like, all right, I beat the game. Uh, same thing with with Fortnite. So, I I don't I think 2018 you could make the argument, but I don't think that'll be anything compared to 2019. Yeah, 
my, I put it this way. Uh, my sister, who has never owned a console in her life, ever, got a Switch for Christmas, got it early, uh, and is loving it. So I think it's, it's going to be Wii. like the Wii, but with good games. Like The problem with Wii is that people who actually like video games, for the most part, the Wii wasn't didn't have a lot of staying power with the those Wii people. was gimmicky. That's what it was. The gimmick right. got old fast. The Switch isn't a gimmick. It's an actual like good video game playing device. Right, and it's good on the TV or in your hand. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, it's interesting. We're finally there. I remember on this show we were talking about like, wow, can you do it this time? It's kind of just like the Wii U, but take two. Yep. Um yeah. so they did. Well, we'll see. We'll come back next year, see how right you were. Um I'll go next, and we'll have Colby take us out. Uh, oh I think twenty. I think you know uh, a lot of bad things happened in 2018. Okay, I think you guys are probably aware. We've had worse years. We've had better years. Um, <laughs> and what obviously we talked about a little bit, but one of the big things that happened was uh, privacy. Privacy issues. We talked about GDPR. We talked about all these companies. I I got a notice on Facebook today letting me know that uh, I was caught up in that bug where it would share private photos and photos you took went to post but didn't actually post but they saved anyway and could have leaked to developers on Facebook um which is upsetting Yo. yeah and so i think as these things pile up each year cambridge analytica and all the shady shit facebook is doing um along with these other companies uh, the google plus bug that killed google plus i think 2019 is the year where people start being more vigilant about how they use social networking and their privacy. I think it's the year people become more suspicious. I think people have taken it for granted too long. I'm swinging for the fences with this prediction. I don't know if it'll actually happen. We may look back and say nobody cared, but I just think I've never cared. I've never been a big privacy settings guy. I care now, and I think more and more people are going to go out of their way to understand, I get questions from like my mom and people like that about privacy settings. So I think it's going to start to permeate culture more. And as these leaks continue to happen, people will take data security and privacy more seriously, which is a good thing. So I'm hoping that's a positive aspect of 2019. Indeed. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking about that, but Sean, you've, uh, you've been a stark. I don't give a fuck. Uh, no, no, I have a person but, in the past on this I, topic. And I'm still not a big like minute settings guy. I'm not going to like switch to encrypted email, but I <laughs> do pay more attention to the news about what's going on. I do pay more attention of oh, I shouldn't use the same password for everything. Oh, does this website really like for example, I had to I had an issue with my 10R. I had to reset not the all the data, but just the settings, which means I had to go through and reauthorize notifications and location access. And I'm like, wait, why am I giving all these apps access to my location? I never ever have thought about that before. But I'm like, they don't or like they don't need always. It's only when I'm using the app. You know, it's things yeah. like that. I had never thought about that before. And all of a sudden now I'm just more suspicious, which you could argue is a negative, but I think in this case is a bit of a positive. So it certainly has affected me. Indeed. Indeed. That's very inspirational. Uh, go uh, go I think, out, folks. I think, Check your settings. Yeah. I think I mentioned last week, this was a, a, my parents were talking about this a while back. Yeah. And that's why uh, this year is computer security Christmas. Uh, my, <laughs> my mother just got scammed on, uh, on Etsy, sadly. 
Um, what? Got taken for a ride, yes. Uh, and I had to walk her through the process of, of, you know, how you get your money back and how you alert the company. And, oh, my God, was my credit card information stolen? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And I had to explain it all to her. But it's a scary world out there, you know? These, these things happen. So the, an informed Indeed. consumer is a good consumer. Word. Uh, <laughs> Colby, you've got the last, uh, you've got the last prediction. What, what's going to happen in 2019? I feel like I might be totally stealing this from Dan or, or someone at some point, but I think wireless iPhones, no chargers. Is that, that was you? Did you say that you said that this year, right? Um, it's apparently not. Really not. Maybe I even said it the year before. You might've got, that might go all the way back to 20. Cause I have the predictions for the last couple of years. That might well, go all the way to 2015. I think I oh, said really? it when it, it must have been when the iPhone seven came out and um, and it only had the uh, lightning port. Mm-hmm. I think that's and my prediction was sort of for what would have been the iPhone ten was to be. But I'm on board with this, Colby. I love this vision. Um, keep going. Yeah, okay. yeah. Explain it. Yeah. Well, so I think we had so we got wireless charging iPhones. And then we got the 10s now. Uh, so we did, so, so, sorry, roll it back. So, so the regular 10 and the 8s were like the, the new fancy phone release. And then we just did our S, S cycle. So next year they're going to have to do something crazy. And what's the craziest thing that you could do that Apple would love to do? Get rid of another hole in the phone. <laughs> okay. Can I can I fight back against my own um, desire? Yeah. So this trip, it was my first exception to my phone, all USB-C device trip. My laptop was USB-C, my mm-hmm. iPad was USB-C, my Nintendo Switch was USB-C, except for this freaking phone. Um, so... I would rather, you know, I, I want the all wireless feature, don't get me wrong, but part of me is also like, I wish it was just USB-C, because if it does become wireless, none of my other shit charges wirelessly, so I'll have mm. to get a wireless charger, and I'm I'm this close to the just bringing the one charger, or just like, it's a thing that plugs in the wall, it gives you four uh, female USB-C ports. That's all I need. But uh, I fear, I fear, but one way or the other, I will never get there. Because um, I don't see a world where the iPhone has USB-C charging next year. Do either of you see that? I think that's more likely than an all-wireless phone. <laughs> not, not, not to. But, but here's my point: is like, why would they? So they changed to USB-C, right? Is that like? Sean, so here, here's my question. When do you think that they would switch from to all wireless? Is it next five years? Is it 10 years from now? I think it's in the next one to two years. I don't think it's, I think Colby makes a fair point that the next cycle is, is a, is a, is a full, is a full number. It's the 11. It's, you know, whatever they end up calling oh, it. I thought you were saying that it'd be more likely that the next iPhone has USB-C than wireless. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think we could see USB-C in an iPhone next year. Oh no! What I'm asking you is then when is it only wireless? Oh, I never. I've stayed never. this. I've stayed this position on the show before. Never. I don't think it ever goes there because I just think. Okay, I guess I shouldn't say that because twenty years ago we didn't know an iPhone existed. So wh- who the who the fuck am I to say? But I will say <laughs> I just think that this I. 
we use the current lightning jack for more than just headphones and charging. It's used for all kinds of accessories and other data transfer stuff that isn't easily yeah. replaced today with wireless in the way simply just AirPods and a wireless charger replace sound and charging. So I think that's why I think going to USB-C makes more sense because at least you're on a more standard connector. They've been fighting <laughs> lawsuits in Europe over lightning for years because the EU wants them to standardize it. And I think the iPad was just a test to 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 bring that technology to the phone. So mm. I, I think that's more more likely, but I'm with you, Colby. I think that's a great goal for next year. Maybe, maybe that's like the premium model doesn't mm. have any ports or something, and that's kind of their given. Oh my God, it's the thinnest phone ever made because we didn't have to put a port in it. That I could see. That, that seems plausible. But I think overall a switch to USB-C, yeah, I could definitely see that next year. Hmm. But also I'm very wrong on predictions Every single time. So, I, I hope you're right, Colby. I kind I, of I think it would be crazy. Sean's more right. Um, but Maybe they also have some crazy, uh, some crazy wireless technology that's going to come out next year. But we'll this have that, like wireless charging all the time. It's just charging in pocket. Too. Yeah, <laughs> lasers. This does seem like the kind of thing Samsung would do first, though, don't you think? That's true. Because they always do That's the crazy true. shit, because they're going to have the foldable phone next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do the crazy shit when, like, they didn't remove the headphone jack first or put a notch in first. They do the crazy shit yeah, when they did, it offers they? no downside. No, I don't think so. They did the. I thought they did the notch first. I don't think so. Oh boy, I don't even know how to Google that. So I'll go with I'll go with <laughs> Who you, did Dan. The notch. <laughs> Where'd the notch First come from? Android notch phone. That's what I'm gonna Google. I mean, they definitely did. What wireless. was the first phone with a notch? The answer may surprise you. Oh, let me guess. It's the Palm Trio from you know some insane old. It was the Sharp Aquos S2. I remember that phone. Had a little little dude. I think we talked about that on a CES episode. Which, by the way, folks, teaser: when we come back in January, we'll have full CES coverage. All the dumb, stupid gadgets that we'll never buy. Oh yeah. <laughs> or, or might not even ever be released. Well, uh, LG already teased they're doing a Keurig-like device for brewing beer. So <laughs> get excited for that. Um, we've got to start wrapping up here, guys, because we're already over the hour mark. Okay. Um, guys, fine. what a great year we've had. 2018. Good job. Bravo. All around. Well done. Well done. Another year in the books. Could have been worse. We're heading... <laughs> it, uh, 2019, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Will be... May will... Or uh, June will be our five-year anniversary. Is that right? Or six? Oh, my gosh. I think five. Let's call it five. <laughs> we'll call it five. Um, that's excellent. We'll hit show 250 this year. We're really going places. This is We're very going- exciting. Yeah. We're going somewhere at some speed. Straight to hell. Uh, All right. Well, you know, uh, thanks, folks, for joining us. That wraps up 2018. Uh, We're going to be off for a couple weeks for the holiday, but we'll be back in early January. As I mentioned, full CES coverage and all the tech news you've come to expect from us. Uh, Our website, of course, is don'tpanic.io. All our episodes are there. The audio, the video, and the pics will be there as well. So if you don't remember them, you can click on them there. Also, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Overcast. Uh, You now get us on Spotify, which is very exciting. Stitcher, wherever. uh, And video on YouTube as well. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. And don'tpanicshow.gmail.com is the email to reach out to us. I will very quickly tease, because we are out of time. Um, 
over at Up for Debate at UpForDebate.tv. We just wrapped up the six-part XFL saga. It was an absolute blast. Uh, six episodes telling you everything you ever wanted to know about a defunct football league that stopped existing 17 years ago. So you're going to want to listen to that. And this week's episode we're doing, finally, it's been years, people have been asking, our deep dive on Christmas. Um, and a little, Matt doesn't even know this gimmick yet, but he doesn't listen to the show, so we won't know. But... Uh, we had a pre-show argument about eggnog. Matt said he loved it, and I said I hated it. But I realized, I realized I haven't tried eggnog in well over a decade. So I bought some eggnog, and I'm going to try no. it live on air. Yep. I'm gonna try. I haven't opened it yet. And so on the show. you need to make the eggnog. No. I Come on. Stop that. Way yeah. too lazy. That's what we got to do for Sean's New Year's Sean, party. I won't. I'll start with the store-bought stuff and work my way up. I'm so tempted to go to your party just to make you some eggnog. Oh, that's very sweet, but one step at a time. One step okay. at a time. But tune in at UpForDebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts to hear my thoughts on eggnog, which no one wants. Uh, that's going to wrap us up here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight and all throughout the year. Such a blast, guys. Um, on behalf of Dan and Colby, I am Sean. We will see you next time in 2019 for more tech news and good times on more Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.